In breaking news this week, Venice finds itself underwater even more than usual. A woman grieving hysterically over damage to priceless artifacts has been dubbed the Venezuela. Rising tensions in the South China Sea have emerged onto the world list of current events, with China's General Secretary reversing the tide and ordering his defence forces to prepare for war. An Australian farmer cracked open an enormous egg to find a less enormous egg inside it. Pretty sure that's the adult version of a Kinder Surprise. It has been described as the exception to the rule. Lion Air announced a change of its name to Sea Lion Air following a horrific crash that killed 189 people and several fish just north of Jakarta. And Parliament was suspended in New Zealand on Tuesday after a 6.1 magnitude earthquake struck. Reports claim politicians were shaken as the royals up north stirred. Welcome to Breaking News, the show here on Sin 90.7 FM that takes the news, breaks the news, and dresses inappropriately at the news's funeral. I'm Chuck, and I'm joined here by our regular Alex. Hello. And this week we've got a guest host, our producer. We're going to call him Unnamed Producer. Hello. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we've got a big week of news ahead, but our disclaimer, as always, Alex. Just getting our nice warning siren out of the way there. This is a satire show. Everything we are saying is meant in humour, especially we're going to be dealing with, um, you know, quite quite big issues this week. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the Lion Air crash later on that's killed, you know, 200 people. Um, so... Keep in mind, everything is said in fun and good humour. We're not trying to belittle anyone or anyone's deaths. Indeed. And coming up this week, King of the Plane, the Lion Air plane crash, fishing for controversy, the unfortunate shop name blunder, Thriller Night, five-year-old high on methamphetamine, and the Apple v. Samsung litigation war. Let's start with our main story this week, and it is, of course, the Lion Air crash. Let's talk about it. It's killed 189 people on the coast of Indonesia. Dave, people died. How are we supposed to make jokes about this? I don't care about whether or not you're satisfied, Jake. I'm not doing this. Come on, Dave, don't bring my wife into this. The biggest question resulting from this is why? Why did this happen? Former pilot James P. Sullivan stated the potential cause of the crash was the removal of the left phalange before the flight. Sully and his former co-pilot have been quoted as saying, put that thing back where it came from, also help me. Lion Air admitted that the plane had an unspecified technical issue before it took off, but that it had been fixed. It is unclear, it is unclear whether it's a pilot's chair wouldn't require properly or whether it was a left engine not working type of problem. The fuselage has yet to be located with only debris including life jackets and the occasional body parts being found, similar to what you would find in a 4 and 20 pie. For the air crash investigators to figure out what caused the crash, they will have to locate the plane's two black boxes. One has been found, but expectations are that there is only a 70% chance that the other black box will be recovered. Or the same chance as the self-service machines at Coles freezing up over whether or not your stupid cheesecake is in the baggage area. The most unusual aspect of a black box is that it is, in fact, orange. In other news, the Australian Ninja Warrior is in no way a ninja, a large fries is never big enough, and the initials PM have been changed to mean Permanent Minister. Lion Air and Boeing, the manufacturers of the plane, still have much to answer for. Reporters clarify that the plane showed erratic values, including that the final plunge hit over 560 kilometres per hour. Boeing stock plummeted 7% as a result, but has rebounded and steadied to levels similar to before the stock crashed. 
One of the main theories is that the pilots were at fault. Between them, they had over 11,000 flying hours. This comes in the same week where a Japanese pilot was arrested in London for being 10 times over the legal limit. Investigators are a little sceptical as, as to how they are going to get a blood alcohol level if they actually can't find the body. Another question is whether weather affected the plane, mainly a thunderstorm that came across from southwestern Europe that could potentially have impeded the path. We are still unsure as to whether the rain from Spain in any way affected the plane. With bodies yet to be found, we instead look elsewhere to witness the fallout from the crash. The Australian government has banned all civil servants from flying Lion Air in fear of their safety. If the government did truly want to keep Australians alive, they really should have prevented the killer's last tour. The Lion Air technical director, Mohammed Asif, has been fired. He denied having had any knowledge of the plane's problems, but our sources within Lion Air say that he's about as competent as Karen from accounting. You heard me, Karen. I said it. This incident is a continuation of a rise in major airline crashes in recent years. In 2014, Malaysian Airlines Flight 17 was shot down over Ukraine, killing 298 people, whilst Flight 370 went missing over the Indian Ocean, with the 239 people aboard suspected dead. In 2015, a bomb exploded on a flight departing Egypt for Russia, killing another 224 people. Earlier this year, a military flight in Algeria crashed shortly after takeoff, all 257 people dead in that case as well. Another six flights on top of that have more than 100 casualties in the last five years. Surely these numbers can't be accurate. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. The lesson we have learned from this ordeal is to make sure safety comes into it when picking airlines, and when it comes to air travel, we ain't lying. Now, Chuck, it is time for one of my favourite segments, and that is A Week in the Life. In A Week in the Life, we look at what the hosts have been up to in the last week of our lives. The last time we did this, uh, you came out with uh, neo-Nazis, and this week's one's going to be a very different feel, I promise you, Um, although it might actually hurt more for me, which is saying something. Yeah, neo-Nazis are pretty low standard. (laughs) Um, So... You and I, about, when was it, three or four weeks ago, made a bet as to who could get the other one to say the word rat first. Now, this sounds completely childish and in no way mature or sophisticated, and you are absolutely right, which is exactly why we did it. And to tell you the truth, I won the bet! Yay! What were the stakes? So the stakes are, was that the person would have to quite literally eat their own words. And in this case, that would be in the form of a piece of paper with the word rat written on it. Now, the piece of paper that you have in front of you, Chuck, is about, what, 20 centimetres by about, what, 10? Yeah, it's it's too big for my liking, I think's the word <laughs> you're looking for. It's okay, you're used to handling things that are too big for your liking. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, so I am right now going to, in front of these two, eat most of this piece of paper. And more importantly, eat your own words. Eat my own words. While you're doing it, I'm actually going to tell the story of how I managed to um, get you to say the word rat, because we both knew that this was like going on. How's that, how's that going there? Does it taste good? <laughs> no. It doesn't compress as much as I thought, actually. <laughs> this is going to take a while to literally just chew it down. It's quite hard at the moment. <laughs> Anyways, go with your story, gloat. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, so the word rat is like, it's an unusual word. It's not something that you'd throw in common enough that um, it'd really get properly slipped up on. So I had to think of a way that I could trick him into saying the word rat, right? So I came up with an elaborate lie where I got him to talk about torture, now, you might oh, be asking, what do rats have to do with torture? That's actually good. Then you haven't seen that Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. 
how's the paper going? We'll just check back in. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give us, like, what does it taste like? Okay. Paper. So you think paper's, like, really soft, right? Yeah. So, I, like, I ripped off a sizable bit and put it in my mouth. And as you... As soon as you chew it into like a ball, it actually gets really hard really quickly and you can't actually, I can't bite through it, for instance. So literally all I have to do is just like let my saliva literally just pull the paper off <laughs> and I'm just waiting for it to get small in my mouth. I can confirm that it's not actually particularly tasty. <laughs> do you so, mean like it doesn't have a lot of flavour? It has no flavour. It has no flavour? Its flavour is just sludge to me, which isn't a flavour, it's a feel. Better than okay, better or worse than the um than the bean boozle beans. It's got to uh, be better than that. Well, not not just on flavour. I'm, I'm saying overall. I picked like four bad beans. Um, <laughs> whereas this is just, I oh, know I'd prefer the bean than this. The really? bean at least has a bit of like sugar in this. This just feels stupid. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost it's almost like it's not edible or not designed to be eaten. Yeah, no, it's definitely not designed to be eaten. So that's the lesson to take from this. Donate paper. <laughs> Donate your own words. <laughs> so I went up to you when we were having a good time at the, what are you, I, I don't know how to describe this unnamed producer, but at a location that serves drinks for adults. Pub. Bar. No, no, no. The, the, the point was that, like, this is a, this is a, like, not a adult show, so we're trying to keep it non-endorsement oh, of alcohol. Okay. The place was called... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say the name now. <laughs> we were hanging out. We were. We were enjoying ourselves and having a good time. And I went over to Chuck and said, did you know that there's this like type of torture that they used to do in the medieval period where they used to like strap a box on someone's chest and they used to put like um, small ma- animals in there and that the animal would therefore be trapped and choose the human flesh as the only way to bury itself out. Mm. Now, I swear they did it with like mice and other things like that. Could you think of anything else that might they might have used in that circumstance, unnamed producer? Uh, rat. Ah! Yeah. And that was my downfall, more than anything. Uh, I'd been set up. Well played to you. Um, I think I've paid most of my consequence. I'm still going through the paper, but I can confirm that there is no paper trail of what just happened. However, I believe there's evidence all across the state. Um, so I'm never going to be able to hide from that one, unfortunately. I'm looking forward to it. Chuck, it's now time for your world-famous segment. This is Punching Down. This is Punching Down. New fish and chip shops. Fish and chip shops are universally known for their bland store names and even blander food. But not this new shop in Queensland's far north. Carolyn Kerr recently opened her fish and chip shop store called The Battered Wife. I'll let that sink in for you all listening. In a never-seen-before phenomena in Australian politics, both sides of politics condemned Miss Kerr for her shop name. For perspective, both sides of politics can't agree on climate change or same-sex marriage. Even more crazy, though, is the fact that Miss Kerr says she doesn't understand why people are retaliating online. Let me spell it out for you, Carolyn. Your shop name is offensive. The issue you're making a play on words about is highly sensitive. You need to change the name. Whilst we all understand, yes, normal beans are actually able to understand what other human beings mean, that you had the best intentions at heart, in this world you have to understand how people perceive what you put out there. As a result of this fiasco, you now have a chip on your shoulder. Maybe in future you shouldn't make such hash decisions. 
Your shot name encourages an issue that is so far from hunky-dory. Get your head out of the sand. (laughs) (laughs) I had not heard that story before. That stunned me. Like, the fact that you would genuinely think that that's, like, an acceptable thing to do is horrible. And just one last thing before you move on. The battered wife, right? So, let's take this literally for a second. That's frying your wife. <laughs> like, are they serving? Is this, a, is this a cannibalism restaurant? I don't know. Fish and chip shops maybe found a new recipe. I don't know. It's confusing. Anyway. Overpopulation, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. The biggest problem for me with this story is she's justifying it because she's, like, seen it before. But, like, I mean, it, the name speaks for itself. Yeah. Anyways, moving along. Tony Abbott. This week, Tony Abbott called Nauru a very, very pleasant island. What? (laughs) Barnaby Joyce. This week, Barnaby Joyce admitted that he starts every day by Googling himself. What? (laughs) Neither of these two are worth my time. I think you can all figure out how ridiculous those statements are. They're both idiots. Yep. Like, complete idiots. Is that a shock to anyone, though? Like, (laughs) surely at this point we're just totally aware of that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's why I didn't write anything for it. It needed to be said, but not divulged upon. Now, Donald Trump. You might be wondering why it's taken till week four for Donald Trump to appear on Punching Down. That's probably because it's hard to punch down someone who is further down than the Mariana Trench. But this week, an article exposed him as the man we already knew. Anyways, uh, supposedly Trump only works three to four hours on a good day. A good day. I mean, imagine if he did eight to nine hours work in a day. The world would be over as we know it. That would be a terrible day. Given that these articles are often written by Democrats, I'm confused as to why they are complaining about Trump being lazy. Whose side are you on, you traders? Get on board. Let's celebrate the fact that Trump spends nine hours some days on executive time. Whatever that means, I probably can't say it on air. That was punching down. So we were thinking, uh, taking inspiration from Battered Wife, what was the best name for a fish and chip shop and the worst name for a fish and chip shop we could come up with and see if the worst one could be worse than the Battered Wife? We couldn't get one that was worse. However, we did come up with, and I like this one genuinely, uh, for Chips and Gigs. I think that would be a really good fish and chip shop name. I'm actually tempted now. I really like that. I really wanted to start a fish and chip shop now. (laughs) I've never had as much motivation to start one as now. I didn't manage to think of one that was worse than The Battered Wife because you'd argue there is just about nothing worse than that. But I think a very like decent second place would be The Prawn Hub. <laughs> I, I think that would be a really good name for a fish and chip shop. It works doubly. It's, yeah. It is a hub of prawns. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the only thing it's a hub of. I really like that. All right. Time for What Went Wrong Elsewhere. This is the segment where I share the news that piqued my curiosity over the seas this week. First up, high on Halloween, a five-year-old boy celebrating Halloween in Ohio has returned home sick after somehow ingesting methamphetamine. The boy insists the only thing in his mouth all night were some fake vampire teeth. The thrills of Halloween were certainly taken to new heights for him. How did a kid... How? How did a kid manage to get that? I have a question. Was this, was this actually from Ohio? Yeah. Like, of all the places in America, they picked the one place in the world where, like, high is in the name. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't noticed that. What? That was the first thing I heard in that story and went, 
Perfect. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I actually have a friend over in America, and um, he was like standing out the front of his house doing Halloween, right? Because he doesn't like it when they press the doorbell because his dog goes bonkers. So he had the dog out in the front yard with him, and he was giving kids treats. And uh, a dog came walking past like their nature strip, and so his dog bolted after that dog. So he went over. Oh, uh, he sorry. He went after the dog to try and grab it, and the kids got his whole bowl of sweets and poured the whole thing into his bag. <laughs> took every single sweet. What is happening in America? <laughs> what kids are getting methamphetamine? Kids are taking every lolly. Isn't the idea you just take one or two from each place, not? The whole bowl. That's a good story, Chuck. I think um, in comparison, though, the, the kids doing methamphetamine is a little bit worse than the kids taking the entire bowl of lollies. No, I didn't say it was worse. <laughs> I'm just to clear that up. He, he didn't intentionally take methamphetamine. It just, uh, that's what he says. That, that is what he that says. Is what he that says. is what he claims. <laughs> we don't know that for sure. This five-year-old could be an evil mastermind. Yeah. Never underestimate a five-year-old from Ohio. Man, his ten years, teen years are going to be real weird. Right, next one. 11 shot dead and six others injured in synagogue shooting. We all heard about this. Last Saturday saw the worst anti-Semitic attack in US history. Targeting the Jewish community, uh, criminal Robert Bowers strolled into the place of worship equipped with four firearms and opened fire. Whilst we could go on about the gun laws in the US and how they need to change, it's obvious new leadership is required to take the issue seriously. One of the most worrying aspects to this case is that the perpetrator intends to plead not guilty. What? I've got... <laughs> what? <laughs> like, if you've caught shooting someone, you shot him. <laughs> it would be like me saying now, oh, I didn't eat that piece of paper, despite the fact that it is on air and you guys both watch me no, do it. It'd be like saying, I didn't do this radio show. Yes, you did. We just all saw it. This is kind of like when a man's in the forest and he shoots himself in the head. No one else is there to see it. Did it really happen? <laughs> Okay, I haven't actually heard that before, but regardless, I mean, doesn't that just increase the sentence anyway, um, if he is found guilty? No remorse. Well, I mean, he was getting prison slash death sentence anyway, like life in prison slash death sentence anyway. This is not going to change that. Might as well try for yeah. <laughs> pleading not guilty. <laughs> he may as well have a crack. You know what? <laughs> he's, already been, he's, he's already proven he's willing to let off a few rounds. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You know what? He may just be a glass half full kind of guy. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm trying not to demean a serious issue because you know people died again in this one. So many of the stories this week involved just people dying, and that's sad. But this guy is literally insane in so many ways. First of all, for him to do this in the first place is so unhuman. It's possible inhumane is probably a more accurate term. And then secondly, to think that he might in any way be found not guilty of this is it's ludicrous. To I'm sorry. I think he might get away with it. It's um, kind of insane. And one final point, one final point I want to raise is Donald Trump, in the aftermath of this, raised the point that more people, if the guards, at the, if there had been a guard at the synagogue door, that they could have pretended, uh, protected oh. this incident from, prevented this incident from happening. And that, you know, the general consensus among many gun advocates in America, that, you know, more guns equals more safety, mm. um, to just confirm with you guys what actually happened there was a SWAT team a SWAT team so elite police officers that got sent in afterwards to go for this guy after he started shooting he engaged in a shootout with them and shot two of them yeah before they actually took him down they were both injured yeah. yeah. So those are elite police officers can you imagine what would have happened if there'd been just mall cops like this is we're a talking the equivalent of a mall cop like yeah 
No. It's no, pretty I, insane. I'm just sorry. No, that's not going to work. Speaking of Trump in America, Trump of the tropics. Brazil has landed itself in a bucket of puke after contracting new president, Air bon- Bolsonaro. Uh, known for his misogynistic, homophobic, and racist values, he labels himself a traditionalist with a quotes list comparable to Trump's. Things such as, I've got five kids, four of them are men, but on the fifth I had a moment of weakness and it came out of woman. Um, I would be incapable of loving a, loving a homosexual son. I'd rather my son died in an accident than showed up with some bloke with a moustache. Uh, another thing, I said I wouldn't rape you because you don't deserve it. That one particularly worries me. And I don't run the risk of seeing my children date black women. My children were very well raised. I don't want to live anywhere near America. This segment has proved its point. Maybe things aren't so bad in Australia. Maybe Barnaby Joyce and Tony Abbott are a gift. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this just proves North America, South America, the whole world is wrong. (laughs) It's genuinely scary. Um, That is horrible. The question that came to mind for me, though, was the fact that he said, I don't want him to bring home a guy with a moustache. Does that mean that if he has, like... Does that mean if he has, like, a goatee, then that's acceptable? (laughs) Or a full-blown beard? Yeah. Is it just the moustache that's the deal-breaker? Is is it that he doesn't want his son to be dating Adolf Hitler? Because I can understand that. (laughs) Maybe this guy is actually quite left-wing when we we just don't understand. I was wondering why he was so specific on that and why it's not just, like, brings home any dude. It's kind of like, they cannot have a moustache. Yeah, they cannot have a moustache. I don't really want to get in this guy's head. Uh, I understand how he thinks, because I think that might... I think I might lose a few brain cells, a few more than I've already lost. Um, Mm. That's just crazy. Very crazy. All right, that was What Went Wrong Elsewhere. Let's get on to fake news. Yeah, welcome to fake news. (laughs) All right, you two know how this works. I'm going to read out three headlines. There are four themes. First one is music. First headline. Whole band of Disturbed cancels hometown show after coming down with the sickness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I wonder what the problem is. (laughs) Something tells me it's not that. (laughs) Second one. Katy Perry cancels Auckland show after being attacked by a dark horse. No, please. Oh, I so want that to be true. Please so let that be true. Or, or like a tiger. She has so many that could attack her and it'd be great. Maybe, what if she what if she got like injured in a firework? Or it was like some Californian girl <laughs> just came after her. Or maybe it was her dream. You no, know, you know what it was? All of this happened last Friday night. <laughs> so we've got it. We've got it. We've wow. worked it out. <laughs> and the third one, Jason Derulo cancels Prague show, performs from Hotel Balcony instead. Okay, that's not quite the same Yeah, thing. I don't get that one. I don't understand why Jason Derulo thinks it's okay to perform from your hotel room instead of... It's- it is a very Jason Derulo thing to do, though, isn't it? Go like, eh, me <laughs> performing ri- on the balcony is the same. <laughs> He's riding solo. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's just because it's all in his head. Uh, yeah, oh. it's probably that one. Uh, what was the first one again? That sounded very legit. Whole band of Disturbed cancels hometown show after coming down with a sickness. Yeah, I'm locking in that one before you can get it, Alex. Nah, see, Jason Derulo sounds like exactly the kind of asshole to me that would say, screw you all, I'm just going to do this show from my balcony. I can't be bothered leaving the hotel room. So I will say Jason Derulo. Locking in your answers? Yep. Alex, you are correct. <laughs> yes! 
What to, a prick. No, to clear up this story, he's not actually a prick. Uh, the, the show was cancelled because of safety concerns for the venue. Oh, and so okay. all his fans were really, like, really sad about it, gathered outside the hotel, and I think it was for an hour or so, and then eventually it was like, okay, I'll go out and, like, sing them the songs and, like, you know... Okay, I apologise, Jason Derulo. Apparently you're less of an arsehole than I thought. That's a very nice thing to do. Yeah, keep your words, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) All right, second theme, America. Survey reveals Americans are getting tired of surveys. That does not surprise (laughs) me in the slightest. No, it's not just Americans, let's be honest. (laughs) Trump boasts about completing Lego set in eight months after seeing six to 12 years on box. (laughs) (laughs) Hope it's that one. It's, it's not true, but I love it so much. It's great writing. <laughs> and the third one, Apple sues Samsung for suing Apple after suing Samsung. Apple, wait, can you say that one <laughs> yeah, again? Slow it down a bit. Okay, Apple sues Samsung for yep. suing Apple after suing Samsung. And what did Sue have to do in all of this? <laughs> Freaking Sue from really? accounting. <laughs> Sue from accounting. She's just as bad as Karen. <laughs> Jesus. So Apple sues I- Samsung. I could actually see them doing that. What was the first one again? Survey reveals Americans are getting tired of surveys. I hope it's that one. I'm going (laughs) to throw that one down. Um, Because who actually enjoys doing surveys? If they were about whether or not I'm sick of surveys, I would appreciate the irony, and I'd actually enjoy (laughs) that survey. You know what I'm thinking? After this show, we should put a poll up on our uh, page. About whether or not people are sick of polls. Or or of us. (laughs) (laughs) Not Polish people, though. (laughs) No, we can't like Polish people. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that it's the tech one. I reckon I agree with you. Legalese, that makes sense to me. Apple sues Samsung over Samsung suing Apple suing Samsung. All right, Chuck, you are correct. Survey revealed Americans are getting tired of surveys. Who who thought that was a good question to survey? You're wasting your time. It's yeah, so sorry. clearly a yes. <laughs> Can you imagine how much money we spent on that survey? Like. Jesus, people. We should survey the people who surveyed. And then and we ask can them sue... whether or not that survey was a waste of time. And then they'll sue us. <laughs> yeah, they'll sue us for the survey and we'll sue them back for suing our survey. And it's it's a cycle. I, I can see this, this show's nice. going to become totally meta on itself. All right. Third survey. theme. <laughs> survey. <laughs> third theme. Kids. Child doesn't dry off from pools, sticks his hand in bag of Doritos, and now everyone hates him. <laughs> How is that news? Most accurate headline all week, though. Like <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, but is it news? Yes, yes, I would argue it is. <laughs> Second headline, child claiming to be old enough to bowl without bumpers, rolls eight gutter balls in a row and cries in the back room reserved for parties. <laughs> Every child. Oh, my God, this is so accurate. I hate kids. <laughs> and the third one, child faces backlash after dressing as Nazi for Halloween with his dad. Uh, I, that... that. That sounds entirely possible, that last one. Um, if kids are getting methamphetamine in America, who says they can't dress up in that sort of costume? <laughs> there was... I'm not sure whether or not it was for Halloween, but I I do know there was a kid that dressed up as Hitler. Um, and maybe you're just blurring the details a little bit. Um, but there was definitely a kid that got dressed up as Hitler and it was like a major problematic talking point because the the kid had a moustache and a swastika on his arm and everything like oh. he was committed um and his mother like said that it was okay because he was he was a major political figure in history okay. and people were scared of him yes people mm. people that's I the mean, way factually of, that's the way of taking connotations out of something um 
Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Nazi one. Gonna say Nazi. I'm gonna say it is that story, but you know. Mm-hmm. What, were, what were the other two? I've forgotten. Child doesn't dry off from pools, sticks his hand in bag of Doritos, and now everyone hates him. Relatable. And child claiming to be old enough to bowl without bumpers rolls eight gutter balls in a row and cries in the back room reserved for parties. Yeah, I'm doing that one because that, that sounds like it could actually be news. Whereas like the Doritos one isn't news. It's just the end of a friendship. No, but everyone hates him. <laughs> that is news. It's like, haven't you heard? We all hate Jimmy now. He stuck his hand in the Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jimmy. All right, Alex, you're correct. You're two for one. Two for one. Two, two, V, two, two. It's two, one. The score is two, <laughs> one. The score is, yeah. All right. Fourth time lucky. Maybe that should be the news for next week. Producer, unnamed producer, can't Fired. say. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, the last theme. First headline. Queen's last corgi dies. Sad. Aww. Second, Airwick releases new dog killing spray for permanent odor eradication. <laughs> and the third one, Queen's last corgi killed by Airwick's new dog killing spray for permanent <laughs> odor eradication. Well, I'm going to jump in on the first one. The Queen's corgi um, died. I did actually hear that somewhere. Damn it. So, yeah, did it did it die from the Airwick can? No. Yeah, but like think about it. How genius is it to have a, sp- a spray in a can that can kill a dog? <laughs> I had a spider on my back door last night. It took like 10 seconds of spraying with like um, insect, uh, not repellent. Anyways, that stuff. Insecticide. To- insecticide to kill it. So, And that was a spider. That's kind of small. Whereas a dog, <laughs> that would take a lot of insecticide or whatever this equivalent is. Uh, see, I just think it would have been much easier if the spider just committed insecticide. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Anyways. All right, so you're going A. What are you going? I don't think I have much of a choice. You don't really. Okay. You've got this one wrong. I'm going to say I'm going to say that the Queen's Corgi was killed via a spray bottle of dog-killing spray. You would be incorrect. Uh, yeah, well, that doesn't job. surprise me. <laughs> was there only four rounds? Yeah, so only four to all. Yeah, that's all. disappointing. How, how have the previous weeks gone? Uh, I'm up. Well, Alex wasn't here last week. Um, I beat you in the first. Uh, oh, okay. You beat me in the first week. I beat you in the second week. So we're one all now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we are going to wrap up the show now. Thanks to everyone for listening. Hopefully, we have better news for you all next week. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on iTunes, and we're on Spotify. So get us there. We'll be on three to four next week. We are endeavouring to stick to our time. Um, so from myself, Chuck. My name's Alex Henry. And the unnamed producer, thanks to everyone for listening and see you next week.